This is Katie Prejean McGrady, and this is Ave Explores. When we decided to do kind of these um, emergency podcasts to talk about the current moment with COVID-19 and shelter in place and, and, and just, just what's going on in the world from a mental health perspective again, the first person I called was Roy Pettifee. Roy's a dear friend. We live 90 minutes away from each other. Roy's wife is a, an online teacher already. He has two teenage sons. Roy works in the field of mental health. He mainly does counseling work with teenagers. And I, I wanted to talk with him about how can we not only control certain things within this time that feels very uncontrollable, but how can we specifically help young people through some of this who maybe are having a hard time transitioning to online learning, who are struggling with the idea that senior year especially is just over or coming back from their study abroad program and, and they just feel completely and totally uprooted. How can we help those young people? And so this conversation today with Roy, I, I think is gonna benefit a lot of folks. We, to we talk, of course, about young people. We, we don't just talk about teenagers. We talk about all of us who are facing some of these struggles and, and what this is gonna look like in the coming weeks and months to stay mentally healthy in the midst of all of this. Roy has an excellent book. We'll have the link for it down in the show notes, which is about navigating the field of mental health with teens and young adults. You can get that as an ebook because shipping is, is postponed for now. Um, we'll have the link down in the show notes. Without further ado, a conversation with Roy Pettifee. Roy, thanks so much for coming on this little, I'm calling them emergency podcasts. Um, how are you holding up? I'm good. I'm um, good. I've moved my whole office home and um, how my wife and kids are holding up with me being around. That's a different question, but I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs> I'm, we're okay. Uh, scared and, and a little nervous, but yeah, up with yeah. the toddler. We bought a bounce house. That was our panic purchase. <laughs> oh, I love that. The yeah, panic purchase. Yes. Oh, yeah, that was the first and I think biggest panic purchase besides like a lot of pasta to keep us st yeah. stocked. I stocked up on pork rinds. That was my there, panic purchase. There you go. Cajun through and through. Yes. Um, so kind of at this particular moment, you know, my husband's a, a biology teacher and he was on probably maybe a dozen FaceTime calls with students yesterday, kind of walking them through e-learning stuff. And he hung the phone up on the last one, heroic patience to take those calls, and, and was just like, man, these kids are not handling this well. Um, and just he could tell that many of them were frustrated because this is now all online. He could tell that many of them had no real way to articulate how they were feeling, especially the seniors whose year has just been yeah. Did and we don't know if they're going to go back and even if they do are we going to be allowed to do graduations and the whole nine yards. How do we help our teenagers and our college students process this moment? Yeah, great question. You know, one I think and we have that distinct advantage of coming through a lens of faith and the most prominent symbol in our Christian faith is, you know, a, our our dead a dead body hanging on two pieces of wood, which is a constant signal to us that life is hard. And, and we've benefited from a lot of life where life hasn't been all that hard. Now, everyone with some exceptions, but, but life is, is hard. And, but it's not a depressing hard. It's, there's resurrection after that. And so it's, it's to, be able to, to be able to sit with them, and, and, and especially for our kids who have been a piece of faith, to be able to say, you've been preparing your whole life for this moment. Like this is, and I'm 46, and this is without question 
one of the most existentially um, challenging times of my life where certainty is, is gone. Um, we're, we're looking at certainty and 12 to 24 hour intervals. So, um, so that life is hard. And, and I think when, when you have a deep expectation that life's supposed to be easy and life's supposed to be fair, then, then it's hard to really process this. And so our, our nihilistic teens are freaking coming out of the, the walls like cockroaches right now because <laughs> their, their experience, their phenomenological experience of this is, is drastically opposed to what their intellect is telling them. And so, um, but for those who have been able to hang on faith, so, so I think that's important. Um, I think to be, able to, to be able to just honestly be able to talk to them and say, yeah, we don't know. Like, I, I don't think anyone likes you being Pollyanna. And at the same time, also, we don't know, want to be doomsday. No, we don't know if you're going to be able to have your graduation um, or when that's going to be. Um, the most challenged group, I think, right now are going to be young people with learning disorders. We've got young people, you know, under ju- junior year and under. Most of my seniors are doing okay because they're executive functioning. But I think, you know, as you and I are former teachers, right? And we still teach, but we're former classroom teachers. Tommy is, my wife is a teacher. Um, we're becoming a whole lot more appreciated than we once were. Yeah. Because parents, <laughs> parents and kids are learning that they've had our prefrontal cortexes to borrow and all of the things that we've done to help them be able to learn and manage their emotional lives while they're in brick and mortar. And now those kids are having to do it on their own and, and they're ill-equipped and they're, they're really struggling. Some kids are doing fine. Um, some kids aren't. And so it's to be able to identify that. And moving learning online is an incredibly taxing thing for kids yeah. who have executive functioning issues. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Tommy said it was, it was tasks. Yeah. Like, you know, you click here and then you click there and yep. so many of them have tablets and you can't use Microsoft Word on the tablet unless you purchased it, which wasn't, it wasn't something that they'd foreseen having to troubleshoot. And so now it was, okay, back to the drawing board. How can we make this work? And so if adults are scrambling to figure it out and the teenagers yeah. know that, there's just almost like this shutdown of, well, they don't have yeah. it together and so I don't have yeah. to try. And so I'm especially thinking of moms and dads who might be trying yeah. to telecommute, who have a teenager that wants to sleep until noon or yeah. who's like, well, nothing matters anymore. That nihilistic teenager that is maybe particularly frustrated at this moment or angry even, or just, I, I think it, I'm, I'm sad for some of these young people. Um, what are maybe some, some tips of ways that we can specifically like help that young person kick that executive function into high gear. So giving them, you know, a tip yeah. to make a new list, three things yeah. that you have to do today. Were- one would have been, and I, because I know we've got a lot of educators, one would have been, and this is in hindsight, is everyone take a chill pill. Like <laughs> we're trying to move these kids, you know, as a, and my wife is an online educator and has been for the last 10 years. And she's about as bright as it gets, um, like you. And, and highly competent. And I watched her move through a learning curve that was just like elephant, elephant time proportion. So these schools thinking that they're going to move into online learning in 36 hours, like who, who that's, are, what are you thinking? Like, yeah. and that we're going to move these kids and they're all like sending out these intense emails, but oh, we're understanding, like chill out, mm-hmm. like everyone chill out and parents chill out. Like it's going to be okay. And so like, don't rush it. Like give these kids time to adjust and adapt to the existential reality. So I think that's one. Um, but I think, you know, it would have been nice if we'd have just given them this week, but most kids were in school on Wednesday and folks are having to figure this out. 
but by next Monday, I think it's it's certainly time to begin like setting a wake up time. Like there there needs to be a wake up time. There needs to be some sort of routine because uh, without those things, kids are just especially kids with executive functioning issues who struggle to to prioritize and execute on tasks, line things up like ADHD kids. Um, for the love of God, this isn't the time to stop giving your kids the ADHD medication, especially if they've been prescribed it. Like, I think that's, you know, well, they're not in school, so I guess they don't have to take their medication. They need their medication now more than they probably did in the school system. So that's that's a piece of it. Um, we got to get them outside and moving their bodies. You know, when the sun shines, um, we've got to get them outside and exercising, especially our student athletes. Um, and look, and it's important to set expectations at a realistic level that, you know, we're not, none, no one of these things is going to make everything just be okay. Nothing, everything's not going to be okay for a while. And so, like, so let's all wrap our mind around it. Here's what we need to communicate to teens, what I'm communicating to teens and to parents is that while these things aren't going to make everything go away, there are several levels of hell underneath that if you don't do these things that you don't want to get to. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's levels of depression. There's levels of anxiety that you haven't experienced yet. And, and so these things are going to keep you functioning. Mm -hmm. um, make a list every day of things that you can control, right? This is our Stephen Covey stuff, right? Circle of influence, circle of control. What can you control? I can, well, I can control what time I get out of bed. Well, maybe you can, maybe you can't. Once you do get out of bed, what can you then control? You can control what you eat. Um, you can control what you do. You can control whether you do your studies or not. And, and each day we're stacking up things that we have a little bit of control over and those things build up and give us not only a positive sense of self-esteem, but of, of, of just, you know, that I'm moving towards something and I have some control over my life. All of that being said, let me talk out the other side of my mouth just real quick, <laughs> which is to say they need some variety as important as routine is my young people, my clients are struggling with the monotony. And so they need some variety, a little bit of novelty. So can we take them to the park to exercise where they're not interacting with folks? Um, can we find ways to, to pray at home? I think our faith is such this. I feel like this goes without saying when you and I are talking, but our faith is such a huge element. And, and, and these are wonderful times for kids who have just kind of written off God and written off faith, like, you know, on, you know, on plot, um, to be able to, Sorry about that little Cajun phrase there. Um, to be able to, to re-engage them in these conversations because their experience right now, they're looking for hope somewhere and they might be willing to open the faith box whereas yeah. they haven't before. So well, especially too, since, since so many churches and parishes and ministry communities are now all of a sudden using digital media. I mean, it took a pandemic to get the church online. Right, right. Oh. Everyone's found out, Chris Padgett said, everyone found out where the Facebook Live button is. Exactly, exactly. Which is making our lives very difficult. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I hopped on Instagram yesterday when I was waiting to go get my ultrasound. It was like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, so-and-so's going live, so-and-so's going, because everybody's praying the rosary. And it was beautiful to see, and I was yeah. like, some teens are going to love this, and some teens are going to be, get Jesus out of my face. And, and we have to find the through line through that. I, I want The last thing I want to say is we focused our conversation on, on teenagers because that's your area of expertise. That's, that's the young yep. people that I work with. Yep. Speak yep. for a second about just the generalized, I think, societal anxiety that we are going to all be experiencing because we're being told what to do. Nobody likes that. 
Yeah. We're being, yeah. th- there's this, this boogeyman that we know is out there, but we don't know how we can catch it, but we do know how we can catch it, but we also still need to go to the grocery store. So there's just, there's going to be a lot of anxiety, I think, in the air. This morning, the trash trucks came by and they were working faster than I've ever seen them work. And I told Tommy, let's bring them some water bottles and the relief on their face Good on that you. people saw them for just a second, because I think we're all just running around like chickens with their heads cut off. Talk for a second about how we can maybe manage that anxiety in our own homes, within the yeah, communities yeah. that we're no longer a part of, in the grocery store. What what can we do? Yeah, and it's so interesting. I've been talking about this, and all the feedback I'm getting from adults is, hey, could, could you focus us on adults for a second and just tell us how to deal with <laughs> it? Right? And so I'll tell you, I'll tell you how I'm dealing. And and so what's happening now, and control is a is a natural human need as well as predictability and certainty. And we need some of those things. Well, those things have really just gotten smashed. Mm -hmm. And being able to predict what's happening on a 12 to 24-hour basis, and so there's a lot of anxiety. And even for those of us without anxiety disorders, which does not include me because I do have one, when the threat, when my perception of the threat is so bad and so significant, the chances of me actually experiencing that are irrelevant. It could be a 0.0001 chance, but if it's if I perceive it as nuclear, and so we're seeing people without anxiety disorders who are kind of falling into that category, um, and and so one I think is is perspective taking, and that that's tough. So how do I take perspective? And for those of us who have been through some rough things in our lives, we can go, well, I made it through that. Maybe I can make it through this. We're all in it together. That's so important. Like, you know, you're pregnant, but if you're not pregnant, don't feel like you're pregnant. You're not the only one carrying this baby here. Like every single one of us, you're losing money. I'm losing money. I don't know, you know, when my clients are going to come back. You don't know when your clients are going to come back. Well, we're all in it together. Um, That's important. Focus on what you can control. Even if it's like stupid, little stupid things, like I've got rusty tools that I'm outside on my grinder, just like, oh, I felt good, right? Oh, I made the rust go away on that tool. Wonderful. Well, that gave me a little oddly satisfying hit of dopamine. That's wonderful. Um, I can exercise. Um, I can move my body. I can get out into the sun. I can call someone. And then I'll end on this. As virtuous as it feels to give and to do, and please do that, it's even more virtuous to ask for help. Mm-hmm. So my doctor put on Facebook the other day, and this is not virtue signaling. My doctor put on Facebook the other day, hey, we're out of Clorox wipes. Like, we're, we're struggling right now. And I was like, oh, we've got three cans of it that we bought for the dog that poops all over the doggone house. We don't need wipes for that. I can pour Clorox on the dog and on the floor. <laughs> and so I brought it to her, and she was like, oh, thank you so much. I'm like, no, thank you, because you gave me an opportunity to feel good. And, and to control, to contribute to something that I feel very powerless over. And so ask for help and allow people to help in as safe a way as we can. I think those are, are so important. And cling to prayer. I, well, I haven't felt the need to pray in several weeks like I did this morning. Just came in by desk and, and sat down and I was like, you know, just Lord, um, you know, and I cried for a little bit. I don't, I'm not even really sure why, but just the sadness. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to be okay you're probably going to be okay. You know, I know you're pregnant and so you're at a high risk, you know, category. Um, but we're going to all know people who aren't going to be okay. And, and, and that is sad. And, um, and yet prayer brings me back to a very hopeful place. Yeah, for um, sure. For there's sure. resurrection. That, that's mm-hmm. one thing, at least the time to talk to God, we might not be able to hear at a particular moment right? what the answer is going to be, but we can control the time that we spend talking to him. So I, I think right. that's perfect. Note. Thanks for taking the time, Roy. Yeah. Um, 
really, Thanks for really, having me, Katie. You know, I think Roy offers some great insights and, and really practical tips, especially as far as establishing a routine and then sticking to it um, and, and trying to control what you can control in the midst of a lot of things being very uncontrollable. For more of Roy's insight and wisdom, especially in regards to the mental health of teenagers, we'll have uh, a link to his book down in the show notes. Um, Again, just a reminder that shipping is not happening from Ave Maria Press right now, and obviously shipping is limited through Amazon at the time, so this is a link to his ebook, which you can get anywhere ebooks are sold, um, as well as a link to our previous episode with Roy from our mental health series back in February an excellent conversation about how to help young people deal with all sorts of mental health challenges. Um, Again, please know that we are praying for you, that we hope that you are healthy, that you are safe, and that these um, little emergency podcasts about our mental health during this time of the pandemic are helpful to you. Know of our prayers. God bless.